I'm Holly Constant. And I'm Maddie Hockaday. We really love Parks and Rec, and we really love behind-the-scenes details. So we're researching everything from DVD extras like deleted scenes and commentaries, plus interviewing cast and crew who actually worked on the show. We also bring on guests and friends to geek out about everything Parks. So join us, you tropical fish. This is literally the best Parks and Rec rewatch podcast. We're your park pals. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Park Pals. Thanks so much for being here. Today, our sweet, beautiful, perfect Maddie could not join us, but she is very much missed and we send her love. But today we have a special treat for you, uh, Minnie Jo or MJ Noble, or as you may know her, Natalie from Parks and Rec. She uh, joined me today to talk all about uh, Parks and Rec, obviously, and working with the cast and crew and everything. But she also was amazing and generous with her time and shared so much about her music life. uh, And kind of, I loved the you know, route that we went on with this. We talked a lot about the uh, industry and how it's kind of male dominated in a lot of ways um, and how that's changing and how we can change it and how she is changing it currently right now at this very second. Uh, So I'm super stoked. She's just a badass and she does all of her own music. And uh, I was super excited to talk about, you know, femininity and fantasy and being a fairy. And it was really lovely to have this great conversation. So I'm going to shut up and let you guys talk to talk to you're not talking to her but you I'm gonna let you guys listen to Minnie Joe and uh, yeah I just really thank her for being on the show and um, let us know if you guys have any other questions for her please follow her at mj.noble that is her Instagram and where you can follow her music she has some festivals coming up next year so yeah let's just go support everybody and support ladies and support you know art Couldn't think of that word. All right. Okay. Enough of me. Thanks so much, MJ. Um, Please, please, please uh, enjoy everybody. Also, if you haven't rated or reviewed, let me know because you need to be rating and reviewing uh, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. And we may or may not um, put MJ's song at the end. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys. Please enjoy Minnie Joe or MJ or AKA Natalie. and there's also therapy too hi how's it going hi <laughs> can you I hear love me your background yes i oh. can hear you yay i'm using like my microphone so just want to oh, make sure good. that's awesome thank you so much for working with me on the schedule sorry about that oh no worries Th- yeah things happen yeah that's all yeah. good awesome well how's your day going what's going on it's good um just uh busy busy right now but yeah yeah i'm so stoked to be doing this this is cool yeah Yeah. oh my gosh thank you so much for being here one of our like first things that we uh kind of ask everybody is kind of how you got your job on parks in the first place like how did you come to be april's sister (laughs) um so i i auditioned um which is how a a lot of actually all my jobs (laughs) have gotten um, and it's funny because they, when I first got the call for the audition, my agent was like, listen, they don't know if they want to go, what way they want to go with the sister. Like yeah. they are thinking they might want her to be just like her or the polar opposite. 
So mm. we'll see what happens, you know, just do your best, you know, do what yeah. you, you know, if you feel is right. And they didn't know what they wanted. They really didn't. But that's I, crazy. Yeah. They so almost what, did, did the opposite down for it. Huh? Did you get like a breakdown for it when you first went in? Um, I think I got like, uh, a, I'm trying to remember. It was so long ago. I think I got I like a little, I think it was maybe like a scene or something that I had to do. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, they gave me a scene to work on and a short little description. Yeah. Um, but not much. So when you went in, did you choose to do it a certain way or did they have an idea when you went in? I think they already <laughs> knew they, my type, just the way that I looked and everything, they were like, okay, she'll be the girl that will have her do it just like her. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I got this. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, because what was that? Do you remember what the first audition was? Because I think one of your first episodes was in like season two or something like that. It was season two. Uh, the first episode was, I don't remember the name, but it was when... Um, Ron Swanson comes to their house, to her house. That's right. And I'm there That's at the right. house. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. It was 94 meetings. Yes. And April, like, screws up. So, yes. Okay, gotcha. And then, yeah, you don't even say anything really in that one, do you? I don't say anything. I don't say anything But you have a really hilarious, like, just cold shoulder to him as he says something to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm, my God. I'm trying to remember, but. Yeah. It was funny. I remember that very well. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, wait, did what was do you remember the audition itself or any sort of scenes? Because was that a scene in itself? Because you didn't say anything in that first one. No, I think a lot of times when they're um, when they're auditioning characters like this, they don't really know what's going to happen with the character. Like it might just sure. be a one episode thing or they right. might scrap it totally. Yeah. Or so they, I think they usually just give some random scene type yeah. thing that like oh maybe this will happen and maybe we'll sure. have her do something like this but i, I can't remember really what it yeah. was but it, it definitely there was lines for sure okay um, yeah i remember i've talked to some people who have said like what was in their audition was not exactly but very very similar to what happened on the actual show so it's always fascinating to hear like some people it's completely opposite because that's what I feel like Parks and Rec in the office do. They kind of just like switch it up every now and again and they don't really know where it's going. And sometimes it's like, we know exactly who we want. Let's just have give them this scene, you know? I think they definitely asked me to roll my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just remember that for sure. <laughs> oh my God, that is so funny. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you have any memories of like being on set with uh, Chris Pratt at all? Because I know that that one scene is so funny when you are taking pictures of him. And oh, he's getting like, arrested. Saying you don't know who he is. Yeah, he's he's he was such a joy. He was such a nice guy. Like, like it's so cool that he's just like blown up into this huge superstar because totally. he was just like, just so down to earth and just cool and just like humble and like really sweet and nice to hang out with, you know? Yeah. And now he's like this huge superstar and I'm like, I'm so happy for you, dude. I know. There are quite a few people like that on this show, not just the leads, but there's a lot of, you know, oh, yeah. um, you know, random characters that are just skyrocketing, you know? Like and it's everyone. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel and like you're it a was part of that. Oh, <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> what about um, Aubrey Plaza? Because I always think it's so fun when you guys have scenes together, not only you two, but it's like it, there was that one scene um, when you have to do like, what is it? Chris Pratt's do or Andy is doing his uh, like bucket list and you're filming them in like a fight sequence. It's oh, so yeah. Funny. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of forgot about that one. <laughs> Well, again, I don't think you really say anything. You're just holding up this like digital camera. Yeah, I'm like filming them and there's like broken glass or something. Yes, like, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff is it was so funny to like be on set during everything because like you, you get the script and you're like, OK, I know what's going to happen. But then and then they film it a bunch of times, like but then they film a bunch of times of just like improv. Mm-hmm. so they'll like go off the script you know and it's yeah. just like you're just trying not to laugh because it's like you don't ex- you don't know what everyone's gonna do and you're just like yeah my cool here I know. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Well, how was the speaking of that, like for the rehearsal process, were you on set for the just one day and then you would rehearse and then film? Or did you have like did you have to go in multiple days? Uh, My my stuff was pretty small. So I was just there like the day of like I didn't get to do any um, of the script readings or anything like that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Like which would make sense, I suppose. Yeah. It's just like I don't need to be there for that. But um, it is really fun when I get like when I've gotten bigger parts and I get to go to like the table read and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And everyone's reading it for the first time. And that's that so stuff cool. Is cool. I didn't get to do that with parks and rec, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also really love the scene um, for, we just reviewed, well, like a couple weeks ago, we just reviewed um, Andy and April's fancy party, which turns out to be their wedding. Yes. And I loved that that was like your shining moment. It was so great. You did a little speech and you didn't really even say anything, but Aubrey Plaza slash April is crying. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's like, what did I say? It's so funny too, because my voice cracks during the speech, which I- Oh, really? Yeah. Like my brother made fun of me. He's like, ha ha, your voice cracked. I was like, oh my god yeah i know it's like there forever you know? <laughs> i didn't even notice truly i guess i just thought it was part of the character i mean <laughs> no, I, you say- I, get, I don't know it just happened you know <laughs> yeah totally well no you said something about um uh your you lost your gray sweater and yeah. you needed your gray sweater and then you had like one line about how like andy's kind of cool i guess the end <laughs> yeah he's like sort of cool or something yeah. Yes. And then I don't know if you noticed this, but she's wearing the gray sweater in another <gasps> scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. I did not. I know that she is, but I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. She stole it. She did steal the hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, my God. That was a well, really you- cool episode to do because everybody was there. Yes. So I got I to meet everyone. Mm hmm. And seeing Rob Lowe as Chris Traeger dance on the dance floor so weirdly just would have been a dream, I imagine. Yeah. Like, everybody that worked on that, everybody on that show was, like, so sweet and so funny and so professional. And it was just, like, amazing. Yeah. Do you have any memories that kind of stick out from being on set? Um, I don't know. Everyone was so nice. Nick Offerman was so nice. And I got to meet his wife, too. No way. Yeah. She just like happened to be there one of the days that I was shooting. Nice. And like and like he introduced me to her. and I was like, oh, this feels like 
this is feels really nice, you know? I'm just like the yeah. small little character, but everyone like is treating me with so much respect and yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. I've heard that before actually where first of all she'll come on set, but secondly that they especially Amy Poehler, everyone who had a scene with her that was a, you know, a guest star, a co-star, whatever was just saying so many good things about how she treats you like so respectfully and like you're a lead basically. Oh yeah, she's she's amazing. She treats everyone with respect and just like I I've I've done a lot of like little like guest star, you know, roles on things and like that was definitely the most like everyone was like the sweetest on that show. Yeah. Oh, that's so good to hear. I feel like I hear that from so many people and it just never gets old hearing that. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a really special show for sure for like everybody on it. Like you could yeah. tell it was like a big like you were saying it was almost like a being on that show like opened a lot of doors for a lot of the actors. Mm-hmm. So there's something about that the energy had to be like really positive and really good, you know, and supporting people and yeah, yeah. You don't How forget about, that stuff. It, yeah, totally. That's what I'm gonna say. I feel like it was like a teaching ground for a lot of people. Yeah, you know. Which is what they kind of cultivated in The Office as well, is what I've heard from Mike Schur and everything. Um, but how was Aubrey Plaza working with her? Was that so fun? Yeah, she's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, that is so cool to be able to say that. I mean, you the casting was great. You I really know. look similar to we her. Do, we do look like each other. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys like hang out outside of set or anything? Um, I would imagine maybe not because not, it's so short, but you never know. Not really. Um, I mean, like I got to go to the rap party and we hung out at the oh, rap yeah. party, which was fun. Yeah. Um, but her career really took off after that. Like she was just like boom, boom, boom. And like now, like I'm watching White Lotus right now and like she's so good in that. And I'm just like, Ugh. it's really cool. That's awesome. I need to watch the second season. I just finished the first season and I've heard the second season only gets better. Yeah. The second season kind of starts off like you're kind of like, oh, this isn't as good as the first one, but it it is. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for the tip. Yeah. Because the first season, if I'm being honest, I was like, what's going on? It's like, it's not paying off for me. The anxiety that I feel, where is like the payoff of like what bad is going to happen? <laughs> yeah. 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 Episode, which like, but that's also just my like you know, my own thing. Yeah, that's like Preference. what you're into. Yeah, not into. exactly. Yeah. I but I would that. totally watch it just for Aubrey Plaza for the second one. So no, I'm it's cool because I haven't really seen her do a role like this yet. So it's cool mm-hmm. to see her um, playing a different kind of role. Yeah, yeah. totally. Cool. Well, tell me about or do you remember anything about like your wardrobe or like the haircut that they gave you? Did you like keep all of that stuff? And meaning by keep, I mean, like, was it your own stuff? I know a lot of people bring on their own. Um, actually, I think it's funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> I think the hoodie that I'm wearing in the fir- first episode that I'm in was actually my hoodie. It's like a purple Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like an American apparel hoodie. Like I used to love those American apparel hoodies back in the day. Yeah. And I think it that was mine. Okay. <laughs> and I think my hair was just my hair. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I feel like it was very like emo scene kid type of vibes, which I love. And I think it fits so well. <laughs> I think it's just the haircut that I had at, at the time. Um, yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I, I, I did. I did dye my hair at, at a certain point and um, 
changed it and then they like brought me back i think i can't remember which season it was and i had to like dye my hair brown oh, again okay gotcha yeah because it was i think i had like blonde highlights or something like that okay and that I makes like, a lot of sense shit i gotta go back i know <laughs> <Dye it> brown. <laughs> i guess natalie technically wouldn't have blonde highlights but she could she could i think maybe she could now yeah <laughs> now she's but trying t- to like tv's kind of funny cool. like tv um I feel like the way you look is very like there's not a whole lot of like edginess mm-hmm. in TV. Like they want like even like this hair that I have right now is like a little crazy for acting. Yeah, I, I hear you. No, I hear you because I do acting sometimes, too. And I feel like I can't have any headshots. I would dye my hair pink like tomorrow, but my headshots can't be pink, you know, or like if I audition for something and then my hair is pink in the audition and the and the headshot is blonde. It's like so I've been getting really into wigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, wigs are great. Yeah, I feel the same like, way. Take it off. Yeah, I feel the same way. It's like I. Because I do music, too, and I'm, like, mm-hmm. you know, very, like, funky, creative person, and I'm always, like, wanting to, like, dye my hair crazy colors. I'm, like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. But even this, I feel like, I don't know, I my headshots have this look on it mm-hmm. right now, so I've just kept it for, like, a year. Yeah. But um, it's definitely, I feel like it kind of pigeonholes you a little bit. Because yeah. it's like you'd have to, they'd only give you a role really that of a character that was maybe edgy or something. Right. You know? No, I hear that 100%. They'd prefer to see something a little bit more like standardized, I guess, and then they can fuck with it later <laughs> if they <Yeah>. want to. <laughs> I do see like in commercials now, though, I do see like a lot of different types now. Yeah. Commercials. Like I see a lot of alternative people like with like blue hair and things like that. And mm-hmm. I've actually booked roles in the past when I, just had brown just straight brown hair where they put like tattoos all over me like fake tattoos all over me and like blue hair and stuff like that so they'll like they'll put it on you if they want you for yeah. a role exactly you know exactly <laughs> right oh my gosh well did you have a good time with the like the set or not set designer um the like hair and makeup people did they do a lot of I mean I know you said that you had the brown hair but did you have to do any sort of makeup with it too or not so much I think it was pretty natural I can't yeah. really remember the the I remember they seemed were, like a lot of eyeliner <laughs> just like mostly just some eyeliner and mascara I think Okay, cute. I love that. Yeah. And do you remember like any of the directors giving you any sort of direction with your when you were actually on set or did they kind of just let you roll with it? I did get like like uh, like some stage direction stuff, like just to make sure that I was in the right, you know, moving to the right spot, um, things like that. But I think they just really just trusted that I could just do that morose oh my God. <laughs> character, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like not many people, or at least maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I feel like not a ton of people, or I couldn't. It would be very challenging for me to be as, I guess, like mellow with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it takes a lot of um, practice <laughs> or natural ability. Yeah, no, it's definitely like um, there's something that I feel like a lot of actors are just born with a certain kind of ability for it. Mm -hmm. But then I think a lot of it is just experience too. Like the more you do it, the more auditions you go on, the more little things you book, you just really hone it in. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I always say that, too, about acting as well. It's just like the role that is meant for you is meant for you. And that sounds so simple, but that's kind of just what it is at the end of the day. No, it's so true. It's like you're pretty much going to play, at least with TV and film, you're pretty much going to play a version of yourself. Mm -hmm. You're never really going to be playing like I'm never going to, you know, play... um, you know, at my age, I'm not going to, you know, like how you would on stage, you know, like yeah. I could play like an old crazy old lady on stage, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm going to, it's a few years before I can do that on screen, you know? Right. That so, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So you're pretty much going to play some kind of extended version of yourself, which is just kind of cool. I mean, I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's embellished and it's fun because you can be creative with your own personality or you can like take pieces of yourself that you haven't really uh, explored or you felt shamed, ashamed to explore and just really let it all hang out <laughs> in something that's it's actually acceptable to do. You know what I mean? Like you can be mean when you don't want to be mean, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, like awesome. the Natalie character for me was like, I've always been, I'm not really like a super emo or super dark person, but I like love to play with that in my life, you know, but I also yeah. love like to be like a sparkly fairy and, you know, like, mm-hmm. I smell the roses every day and I'm like, ah, you know, (laughs) I'm not really like her, but like there is a side of me that is like her, like totally. So it's just so cool to be like, yes, I lived that and it's there forever, you know? Absolutely. Do you feel like you get recognized at all or have people ask you about it? I do. Really? All the time. Oh my God. Like just walking down the street or at your music shows or both? Everywhere. Starbucks, <laughs> like everywhere. I think it's just a show that has so many hardcore fans. Yeah, that's true. It's a cult following for sure. Yes, like people <laughs> really love the show a lot. And so like, I think they would recognize any any of the guest stars or anything. Um, yeah. And people like love Aubrey too. So like I get to be connected to like that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the other day I went to a show um, with some friends and... Um, I went to go see the Mars Volta and we were like outside the venue afterwards. And like these people came up to me and they were like, oh, my God, weren't you on Parks and Rec? And I was like, "Mm hmm. And my friends were like, oh, Minnie, you're famous. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm not famous. but (laughs) You're famous to us. But I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. You know what? I wish I was. That kind of per- maybe I don't I don't know I think it's fascinating when people come up go up to stars or people that they recognize from TV because I very rarely do that unless it's literally after a concert or after a stand up show and I see them outside I'm like oh my god that show is so great I'm a huge fan but I find it hard to go up to people and be like oh my god you were on this show but I guess for some people it's such a huge part of their life that it really like just seeing you and making it known that they know you and appreciate you like that's how I try to look at it yeah i mean i i think because i'm not you know i'm not like a huge celebrity or anything i mean maybe i would feel differently about it if i was um if it was happening to me like every day yeah maybe you know i think i would maybe not i don't know but i like it i I like attention so (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yes i did that thank you for recognizing me yes exactly (laughs) say more things (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. And um, I was going to ask, too, because um, now you you touched on a little bit, but now you're doing uh, music. Were you doing music when you were on the show, too? Yeah, I've pretty much always done music. I pretty much awesome. have spent my whole life being a performing artist, you know? 
like I always mm. wanted to be an actress and um, my parents were like, okay, because they know how like tough the industry is. And, mm. and also like, it's kind of not great, like for kids, you know, to get into yeah. acting when you're a kid. So they, it's not that they discouraged me from it, but they were like, well, if you want to be an actor, you should, you know, well-round yourself. You should, you should do music. You should, you know, do dance. I had, I've been doing ballet since I was like two or three years old. So they're like, you should, you know, study all the arts that you want to so that when you're finally ready, you have like more well-rounded, you know, artistry to work with. Mm -hmm. So I'm like really grateful for that. I didn't really get to start to do acting until I I left home when I was 18. Yeah. Because they were like, not so. But yeah, I always did music. I grew up playing flute. I studied flute classically. I think I started when I was That's like awesome. eight and then I did wow. ballet. I went to an arts high school where I was a dance major. So I've done a lot of. Yeah, you've <laughs> trained. Yeah. It, so your um, high school was at your where you're from originally? Yeah, I'm from L.A. Oh, OK. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, so gotcha. I grew up like just around the industry and stuff. Um, OK, gotcha. And I went to L.A. County High School for the Arts, which is. Oh. Ooh, which was like really cool it was an um, yeah. arts high school that had only about 500 students so it was really small and it was on a college campus and so it was just like this totally different high school experience it was totally. kind of like the fame high school <laughs> yeah <laughs> but with there was also visual artists so it wasn't just performing arts but it was really cool because it was free it was publicly funded wow. and so we had like kids from all kinds of walks of life there like just people who had a lot of potential and worked really hard on their craft. And we were all really like self-realized at kind of a young age. And mm-hmm. so I'm really close with like all my high school friends still and everyone's still doing like amazing things in the arts. And so That's that really, so cool. yeah, I'm really lucky that I got to go there because I think it really just made me more confident in who I was, you know, yeah. like, yeah, this is, this is who I am. And this, this is my lifestyle and this is, what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, be an artist, you know? Mm -hmm. And to be in that environment with so many other creatives and like-minded people where you could really grow and learn, that's probably such a blessing. Such a blessing. Like I look back on that experience all the time and just so grateful because it really shaped me. Yeah. That's so cool. So if you grew up in LA, then yeah, I I guess I could imagine why your parents would be like, wait, are you sure? Because they've probably seen the industry too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they were both in the industry on the other side of things, like on the crew. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So my dad was a um, art, like an art director and production designer. And when he was really young, he did like a little bit of acting and stuff. And then my mom, she always, she always like wanted to be an actor, but like she did some like little things. Um, Mm -hmm. She was in like the getaway. She had like a little part in that movie, the getaway. Okay. I'll Um, have to look her up. (laughs) Yeah. Our family, like her, basically her, we're kind of related to like Sam Peckinpah too. So like. He's like a famous like director, like basically like um, Quentin Tarantino would like not be Quentin Tarantino without Sam Peckinpah. Okay. He kind of made all these like really violent like Westerns and things like that. Yes. Okay. Got yeah. It. Check him out. He's like a leg- legendary director. Okay. So we like basically like her um, cousin married him and stuff like that. So they were like around, you know, the industry. So and then knew. my, yeah. And then my mom became a, an on set dresser. 
And so that's oh, okay. what she, that's what she did until she retired. So okay, yeah, that's she so actually cool. what's actually funny is she actually worked on Parks and Rec, but it had nothing nothing to do with like when I got the part, it had like nothing to do with my mom at all. Wow, weird. I know. Wait, was she on there like for all the seasons? Or no, I mean they like basically like she got basically like they let her go because they didn't want it to be like a conflict of interest oh okay so she went on to a different show after the second season like okay, once i got on it <laughs> she like had to like move was on that like i was like sorry conversation? sorry mom <laughs> i know i'm like wait a second Were, like was she okay with it yeah i mean she was always like working on like different shows and stuff okay yeah so she had somewhere else that she could go yeah after. yeah 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 okay yeah she was like i know it's not funny that is funny and also so wild that um you had family that was in the crew in general so you kind of like knew how to act on set i feel yeah i mean i grew yeah i grew up around it like i remember um when i was like maybe nine or something eight or nine i went to work with my mom and she was working on this show called Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Anyway, she was working on some show. <laughs> and I and I distinctly remember this memory. Like I just remember walking onto the sound stage and like looking around and like smelling all the smells of like the wood and the this and the that and hearing all the people, seeing all the people going back and forth and everything. And I looked at her and I looked around and I was like, Mom, this is my life. Oh my <laughs> and she was God. like, shit. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> Just like, oopsies, yeah. shouldn't have brought you here. <laughs> no, that's awesome. What a great, I feel like I hear so many stories like that where it's almost like, it's like a religion in some senses where you like have this testimony moment that you just remember this is it. This is where I am going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah. If in some way, shape or form, you know, it doesn't have to be the entire life, but that's what it was when we were kids, obviously. No, for sure. You're like, it just connects with you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do. That is so fascinating. Well, props to mom for letting you do that. Not well, letting is a bad word. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Working with you together. (laughs) Yeah. And she's so cute. Like she's like, she's so supportive of me and just like. She like helps me with like my auditions sometimes and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, what a blessing. I love that. Yeah. Totally. No, I feel the same way about my sister and my mom. Sometimes like we'll read lines together. I find new readers now because sometimes I feel like my mom is just like reading the lines so like monotone. Which is really cute and precious, and we can I can memorize lines that way. But I feel like if I'm doing an audition, I probably shouldn't have that as the background voice. Yeah, but I mean, really I don't cute. think it really matters who's reading You're the lines, right. but for it matters for you, right? Right, like how I react. To yeah, it. <laughs> like if it's like if it's not working for you, it's not working for you. But right. I feel like the casting people don't care. Yeah, they're probably yeah. like, whatever. It probably makes me shine more, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's like a whole new era now with self-tapes and everything. It's mm-hmm. like, and they, they've they seen, they know what the script is. Right. Like, they've That's seen true. it a thousand times. Like, it doesn't really matter what the other lines are. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really great. Like, I mean, back to your point of, you know, having supportive parents, because that's just not always the case. So I completely understand and agree. I know I'm so grateful and she's really supportive with my music too and mm. like she's 
it's so cute because like she'll like go on her jogs in the morning and she'll tell me that she was li- listening to my music on her jog. Oh, I love that. And I'm like, that, that is- just makes me so happy. Like, I love that so much. Well, I do music too. I feel like we have a lot in common. <gasps> oh my I, God. I'm, I was in LA for like five years-ish and then I moved to Nashville, which is where I'm at now to oh, record nice. my album because I knew a lot of people that were here. Um, but I'm still like repped in the Southeast and whatever. So, um, but yeah, I, I love getting those texts where it's like, it just means so much. I feel like it's I don't know I'm, I feel like I'm not worthy of you listening to my music while you're like cooking or something but it's also making me so happy <laughs> it's so cute I need to go to Nashville I have like a couple friends there you should yeah. come visit oh my I god that would be so fun there, yeah. it's growing so much so there's so much to do even like since I've been here it's like skyrocketed the amount of like restaurants and shops and like new apartments and all the things so many LA people are moving here too but oh for sure like all all the friends that I know that are there like used to live in LA yeah totally yeah and they're like you know with this day and age like you were talking about I feel like so many things are shooting everywhere now it's not just specific places like LA or New York and whatever I mean there are still obviously the industry there but you know it's really nice when people can kind of choose where they want to live and just you know work wherever when they can you know yeah I've definitely thought about getting into a different like city and stuff um just because I mean, LA is obviously like really saturated. Like, there's a lot totally. of people here, and th- which I feel like um, is good and bad. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's I good know things about that. And then there's also like, wow, it's like really competitive here. You know, yeah. But I did um, love LA though. I'm one of the people. I feel like there's quite a few people that live here that are not super huge fans of LA. Like they like visiting, but they're like, "Oh, I can never live there." And I'm like, "I loved LA so much, and it was like my heart home, is what I call it." Um, I feel like if I would were to go, I I don't know that I can afford it right now, which is one of the reasons why I moved. Not only that, but also music. But like, I would definitely go back if I had the opportunity to. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many cool people here too that are just doing so yeah. much and it's like it's inspiring to me like I I uh, have a day job and I work for these two girls that are fashion designers basically they're independent oh, cool. fashion designers but they the stuff that they make is just like so unique and cool and they're like just to be around them and to see their work ethic and how hard they work for their dreams yeah. is mm-hmm. so inspiring to me mm-hmm. and the fact that they're female business owners and they like don't need a man to like do <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Like they're like they're doing it on their own and it's this unique vision. And that's how I feel about my music too. And so like when I come home from work, I'm just like boom, get on my get on Ableton and start like working on my music because I'm so inspired. That's amazing. To be around other, you know, to be around other people that are busting their Yeah. So oh. Leslie Nope of you, I feel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> No, it is. It's like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's such a great time to be like a woman, honestly. Like things have been not great in the past, you know, and it's up to us. Yeah, we're still fighting, but at least I feel like there's more, you know, camaraderie and banding together to get this shit fucking done, if that makes sense. No, it is because I feel like before it's like women were pitted against each other or something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're still fighting. 
fighting that too but i, I feel know, like I now know. it's we are definitely in a shift i would say it's um, and it's hard to stay positive in some regards depending on the circles that you spend your time in and what you look at on the news and everything right but i totally agree that there are more good than bad um and we have the numbers for good is what i've um what this really awesome quote that i from this other podcast that i listen to where they always say we have the numbers for good we do you know oh, i love that you know, yeah. So it's really lovely, and also it's um. Speaking of your your day job, I think that's so important because my current day job is like sometimes draining, and so I feel like it's it's nice to have one that is inspiring you to do the things that you want to do too, and also like you can be an asset to them, but you're also really um, able to kind of put into motion the things that you've learned into your own life, into your own dreams, which is like, that's so cool. And it's cool. I mean, like, so it's fun. It's definitely takes a lot of, I think, um, like self, just self-awareness and like assertiveness to make sure that your boundaries are in place because yes. easily, like I'm a really hard worker, so I could easily be taken advantage of in yes. like a work situation, especially for like a small business, you know? So I I have to be very like, okay, I have to be strong about my boundaries, you know, with my time and my energy and stuff. But as long as you know what you need, you know, and you can and you can speak for it and somehow work things out and balance it out. I think it's like it's it's good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be sending an email at 8 p.m. Thanks so much. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, unless that is your boundary and you can work around that. But yeah, I, I hear that. And, um, well, okay, I've been meaning to ask you this, but I, we just got on a tangent, which I really love. Um, I was going to – I love that. I love all of our tracks. Um, what about your music? Tell me about your music and where can we find it? What kind of music is it? Like, tell me all the things. Yeah, Um. so my music project, uh, my artist name is MJ Noble, and it's kind of like a fantasy-themed love that. electronica. So um, – I'm the like sole producer and composer wow. on the project. It's very like drum and bass inspired. Um, it's like, yeah. So I produce everything. I make all the beats and everything. And then I Whoa. sing. Yeah, I sing and I play flute. And I play guitar. So I incorporate like all my musician stuff into the electronic aspect mm-hmm. to create this like kind of unique thing that I'm doing yeah but um I uh I just released my second album this year um with this really cool label called Doom Trip Records they're based out of LA and I got like really cool press which was nice um yeah yeah the wire reviewed my album (gasps) big deal huge deal I like cried I was like what how did that happen so cool congratulations thank you and I got um Bandcamp album of the day and they oh wrote God. a really cool review too and some other like press that I got. So it's kind of the first time that I've gotten press with my music stuff. Yeah. And it's just really, it's just wonderful because it's all my own project. Like right. it's like I, for years I was in bands, you know, I was always a writer and a singer and performer, but I always collaborated with other people. Um, and then when I wanted to get into more electronic stuff, I didn't know how to produce like Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to use Ableton or any program like that. And it's very male dominated that whole scene. And so for some reason, I thought I needed a guy to (laughs) produce me. 
So I would like collaborate with different producers and stuff like that. And it was so frustrating. It was just like, not that, not that the experiences were bad or anything like that. It's just that I had this vision. I just had this really strong vision and no one understood what that was. Right. And you can't really communicate it in certain words a lot of the time. Sometimes you just have to get it. Yeah. And it was like, or just, they just thought I was weird too. They were like, well, that's cool. Mini like fantasy themed, whatever. And they're like, uh, I don't know. Like, let's just have you, let's just sample your one thing that you sang here and we'll sample it in the song. And I'm like, all right, cool. No, I know. So <laughs> I, I just, I had it in me one day. I was like, you know what? Screw this. Yeah. I'm just going to learn how to do this myself. Like, why can't I learn? I just, I can play instruments. I'm yeah. a writer. I'm 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 not an idiot. Like I could probably figure this out. Mm-hmm. And so I just downloaded Ableton and taught myself the DAW. And it was like I couldn't stop from there. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the best thing ever. Like that's so cool. I don't yeah. know if I've heard of Ableton. I know obviously everyone uses Pro Tools and is it similar to that? Yeah. Or like Logic more so. Um, it's just similar. They're all basically that you can basically do the same things in mm-hmm. all the programs, but a lot of like uh, electronic producers use Ableton. Oh, interesting. Yeah. A okay. lot of them use, um, it's just like really, for beats and stuff. Yeah. It's just like, okay. well, I use it for everything. Like I use it right. to record, um, to make the beats, to mix, yeah. you know, everything. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you can do anything on the program, but interesting. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. really cool. Yeah, I've been meaning to um, get into more of a Pro Tools vibe, but um, maybe I'll look into Ableton as well, just because, I mean, I know they basically essentially all do the same things, but there are things that DAWs are better at, like some are better at, you know, one thing than the other. So it's just kind of finding what works for you and what your music is going to be heard as, if that makes sense, and what you kind of want it to do. Yeah, because you're right, because I, I feel like a lot of people I know that are do more like... um instrument stuff like they they do more like live instruments Mm -hmm. they more so use pro tools i think Mm -hmm. yeah but for me i'm doing a lot of like making you know bass sounds and a lot of like crazy like drum drum pattern stuff and synths and things like that so and then incorporating live instruments with that so ableton's like perfect for me but it's also okay, the cool. one that I learned, so I, I yeah, don't Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, if you've learned one and you have that down pat, there's no harm in working on that forever, you know? And then, like, you, if you build up or if you want to learn more, then you can move to the next one. You know, if you've learned one, I'm sure things translate. But that's so cool. How did you – Did were they – like, the, these producers you were working with, were they using Ableton? Yeah, pretty time? much everybody that I worked with was using Ableton. Oh, interesting. So okay, that's just – I was like, that. oh, I guess I, that's the thing I got to get. You know, yeah, mm, that's so cool. Except for maybe like one person, but yeah, yeah, like for the most part, they were all using Ableton. Okay, I feel like Had, in the you, like, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. What were you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say, did you look into any um, like lady producers at all, <laughs> or did you find any? There's like besides no, yourself now, there's no, there is, there are, they're out there, but there's like not that many of them. It's like kind of crazy. Know, if you can believe it. It's like weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every yeah. time I meet like a a singer or you know, a singer writer who 
was kind of on the path that I was before and is mm-hmm. doing the thing that I was doing before, which was like collaborating with other producers. I'm just like, you should learn how to do it yourself. Like, yeah, you know, take the power totally. into your own hands, you know. Have you thought about producing anyone else's work ever if they were to ask? Or yeah, I mean, really- I, I, I would love to do more of that stuff. This year was kind of the first year that I started doing, um, I started getting like commissions for things. Oh, cool. So yeah, so I've done some work kind of in the like video game NFT realm where like people have commissioned me to make music for like their projects. Wow. Which is like really cool. I didn't know how I was going to feel about doing I mean, I was excited to try it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it ended up being like really I don't know, just like really fun and really cool. And everyone really loved what I did. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I would love to keep doing this kind of stuff, too. Totally. Well, I feel like if there's a way that you can do something that you love and that you feel like you're good at and get paid for it, that's the dream. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's so cool. Well, what um, what is like, are you on tour right now or is that not really or have you been playing out or not really? So I didn't really play any shows. I think I was kind of just still you know, the pandemic and everything just had me yeah. feeling like weird about performing. And it, I hear pe- you. People started performing like pretty soon after things. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm like not I don't know how I feel about it. I was just conflicted. And then um, this year, basically, I had my album release and then. I wanted to like do a little tour and then I started re- making another album and I'm just, yeah. I've just been like so busy making this other album. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really done any shows this year, but um, I'm actually going to be hopefully doing some festivals next year. Oh, like, cool. Yeah. There's like a couple of festivals that have reached out to me to book um, some clubs in some different cities and stuff. Yeah. And I'm trying to like start a music collective too. Okay. So I want to throw my own events and things like that and put on other like female artists and queer artists. And that's so cool. Yeah, there's like definitely a lack of there's like you'd think L.A. would be progressive, but it's kind of not. Yeah, it's still very like misogynistic and like white, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like that's weird because didn't this all start to be something else? Didn't electronic music start as like you know, a queer POC thing, you know? Mm. And so I don't know. So me and some girlfriends are starting a music collective because we just want to create like a safe space. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And I think that would just inspire so many people and feel like they have a safe place to land, even if they're not a part of the collective. Just sometimes I think, I mean, that's just what representation is, right? Like knowing that something else is out there that someone else is doing that's like you. That's so inspiring. Yeah, it's powerful. Open doors for people. It is powerful. And I, I, I used to throw I used to throw like events and stuff like parties, the drum and bass parties in L.A., mm-hmm. And the last one that I threw, I really, really wanted it to be like to feel nice and like for women. Yeah. So we decorated it really beautifully and we had like like free like spa water and just all these things. Oh, like, my God, that's so cool. You know, it was a more like feminine touch to it because the underground like electronic scene is pretty grimy in L.A. Yeah. And it's just like we really like I know there's a lot of women and queer people who like love the music, but like don't Mm -hmm. feel comfortable in those like male dominated grimy spaces. I hear you. So I feel really passionate about this. And so 
um, that's my whole plan for 2023 is to throw um, some events with this collective and play some festivals and like put out this other album that I've been working on. So that's so cool. Did yeah. you have a release today? Did I see that on Instagram? Something what was that? released today? Did you say something released today? Did I hear that? Oh, I model for I model for that brand, one of the brands that I work for. Oh, yeah. Okay. And her she has a drop today. Okay, so gotcha. she does. Yeah, so her brand is like both the brands that I work for. They do these. They do drops, basically. So where they have all the stuff ready to go, and then at I think it's at four forty four p.m. They go, okay, it's live, and then everyone goes on and tries to get what they can because it's a limited gotcha. a limited amount of um, pieces because it's a small business, you know. Okay. Oh my god, that's so cool. What are so, they called again? Um, the one that's dropping today is Disco Lemonade. Okay. Oh, love that name. And she makes these like (laughs) sparkly fairy dresses. They're so magical. They're like so cute. And then um, next week they have their collab thing, which is uh, Disco Lux. Okay. They're going to have another drop next week, but it's the two companies collabing. So it's Disco Lemonade and Lux Muse. And then they have the collab, which is Disco Lux. Okay. Gotcha. That is so cool. It is really cool. <laughs> and it's like I, that. The, these are like the people that I get to like work with and be around. And it's just really totally. inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you're creating a, a space because now, I mean, I just feel like now that we can be in control of who is out there kind of like with TikTok and social media and just like in general, the mindset of like, let's just start something and see what happens kind of deal. Uh, and put our heart and sweat and tears into it people will come and it's really lovely no people will come because i because i feel it as a consumer as a person who loves to go to to hear certain kinds of music or like loves to go to these events but i've had so many um just honestly awful experiences with like men in the in the Mm. scene and i know like every i know pretty much every nightlife kind of scene is like that it's not just this one but no um, I know I'm just tired of it yeah <laughs> just, like, I agree I'm like I'm we so don't, happy that that's a thing yeah it's like we don't we don't need that we don't need their them yeah we can yeah. we can do this and we can provide a, a space and like people that feel the same way are gonna gonna want to come so yeah that's definitely something I've been thinking a lot about um, in for my like next project, um, music wise anyway, is having I mean, I had an all girl band for most of my um, most of my stuff for not for recording, um, but for the live shows that I did like releasing and whatever. But I would love to work with the lady producer next and see like, you know, just build another environment. I love my current producer, though. I really do. He's amazing. And I will I'll not stop working with him. Um, but I um definitely would love to like feel a different vibe and like see what other kinds of energies can be in the music because it makes a difference it truly does people don't really understand how tangible an energy can be especially if you're creating something oh it makes a huge difference and we we understand each other on a different level too mm-hmm. yes 100 <laughs> percent. oh my gosh that's so true yeah and when you are when you do shows and whatever are you um are you doing are you bringing instruments or are you bringing yeah. like kind of a okay cool yeah so i didn't the, know if it was kind of like have you seen lord perform 
or I haven't Imogen seen Heap. I haven't seen her perform. Oh yeah, Imogen Heap. I've seen videos of her perform. She's awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah. and they have like well, Lord has kind of like a, a loop pedal almost, but also some other like electronic things um, that I is above my knowledge but um some of them bring on their own instruments too so i wasn't sure what kind of setup you have yeah um basically the stuff that i'm developing for my 2023 shows is kind of there's like three different types of sets that i'm doing so Mm. one is just like a a dj set which like will incorporate some of my original stuff and then um the other one is like a hybrid dj set where it's like more of my original stuff but then i'm able I'm playing flute live and singing live. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then there's like a full live set, which is all my original music. And I'm like, you know, singing on every track and dancing and playing flute. Yeah. That's so cool. Maybe you and Lizzo can have a flute moment together when she figures out about the music collective. (laughs) That would be amazing. She's an amazing flautist, actually. So good. Oh, my God. I had no idea because I knew that she played flute, um, but I had only seen clips of her just kind of doing like little trills and things like Mm -hmm. that. But then I recently saw her like really playing flute and I was like, oh, my God, she's like incredible. Oh, my God. Yeah. My sister was telling me about she, she played the that video that went viral that she played like some. Oh, God, I forgot who it was. But she was playing this like old flute. The from, crystal like, flute. Years ago. Yeah. The crystal yeah. flute. I can't remember whose it was. Some president, I think. Some, or yeah, famous white man. But yeah, and, like know. my sister said that like people in the comments were being really like hateful because of her race and like all these stupid ass shit. And I'm like, do you not see how fucking brilliant she's being right now? Like, I don't, what just disgusting. It's so despicable. I was like, how dare you bring that one thing up when the talent that's being portrayed is so much more important. What are you talking about? It was so insane. That's crazy to me. It is. I mean, I didn't even, I mean, obviously like I wouldn't think about that, but like, People are so hateful sometimes. No, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier about depending on what who you're surrounded by, you know, what you see or whatever. I mean, I'm I'm in L.A. surrounded by like really amazing artists and Mm -hmm. very like liberal thinkers, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I see stuff online, it's just shocking to me. Like I just. I'm like, you can do anything behind a screen, though, is what that's I true. That's true. Like, say it to my you face, know? you know? Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but that's I so know. Cool. Every so- time I, I always, like, anytime I comment something online, people, like, go crazy on me for some reason. And I, I just block people now because I'm like, I don't have the energy to, like, talk to ignorant assholes. Right. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, people don't understand, like, I can control my social media circle too and my algorithm so I can block you I don't what <laughs> like it's yeah, so crazy I think unless you hel- do have the energy which I think um do you follow um Jamila Jamil at all oh yeah she's awesome she's amazing and I follow her podcast as well but she has I feel like I can't imagine the amount of hate comments she gets just well, I mean because I've seen some of them so I imagine there's more but again there are also good people commenting on that back to the we have the numbers for good however I can't imagine the amount of like energy that she because she responds to some of them actually wow. a lot of them that I've seen um, and either will tell them off or try to like understand what they're even saying but a lot of the time she's just like I don't think you understand what you're saying and this x y and z are the facts kind of thing I'm just like I don't know how you do that (laughs) 
I mean, she's clearly, when I look at her and the work that she's doing, it's like, that's her life path for sure. Yeah. Like she is, she's an activist. Like that is her, that's her battle that she, she's like on the, on the front lines of that battle, you know, yeah. and she probably will be for her whole life. And like, mm-hmm. we need people like that, honestly. Yeah. Bless 100%. her. <laughs> Bless her soul. Bless. Like, <laughs> I, totally. yeah, that I, I definitely like to speak my mind and things like that, but I also have to protect my energy. Yes. Yeah. I, I 100% hear that. And I feel like, I mean, Jamila, from what I've heard on her podcast and what she shares is that it's been a long journey to get to where she is now and like how she can exert that much energy on people uh, or responding to these people. You know what I mean? So like, I don't think it was always like this. Right. Um, but like you said, I think once she kind of maybe learned that this is you know something that she's super passionate about it makes it uh, not easy but more bearable I guess sure yeah anyway but um okay wait so what uh, how can we follow your music and how can we follow you on Instagram uh, or Facebook or anything website tell Um, us what we can follow follow I know obviously but tell the guests (laughs) yeah if you guys want to follow me um my Instagram is I have to look it up because I always forget (laughs) It's uh, at mj.noble. Okay. Um, and my that's my music name. So you can find me on Bandcamp. My albums are on Bandcamp. My albums are on Spotify. I think they're on like everything, like Apple okay. Music, YouTube Music, like all the all the streaming stuff. Um, but yeah, I have like links on my Instagram too. But it, my Instagram is kind of the place that I'm like the most active Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I like all your fashion stuff too. I follow yeah. you and I you're a great follow. <laughs> it's really fun to watch. Yeah, I know. Like I feel like people have told me like, oh, you should like only post about your music or only post about your acting. No. And I'm like, I'm just too like I'm just too into too many things. Like and I wanna like share it all, you know. The amount of times I've been told that is astounding. I mean, I, I, I understand, especially if I'm promoting something like when I was doing my record. I like was told that too about my website like if you're gonna go for music then you should probably take some of your acting stuff down and I was like no <laughs> but I mean I I think for like promoting it I like hid some of the stuff and then I just put it back on after the promoting was done because I'm just like it's still me you know and yeah. I'm not gonna be in a box although I do understand your algorithm and your reasoning I'm just not gonna do that <laughs> yeah I think um I think if I had like a like a team or something like a social media team then it would be easier to maybe separate things but it's like it's just me doing it's just me yeah, doing dude. all this stuff guys right it's totally. gonna be in one place i don't <laughs> yes. know until i can hire somebody see i'd rather that. that and have like a smaller more engaged group than like random ass followers that don't really know what i'm about you know and don't yeah. really support they just want like another follower another like you know yeah i i, I feel like my my the people that follow me a lot of the people that have follow me have been following me for a long time yeah like yeah. like they were like because i used to like sing in a metal band like years ago oh, wow. like i you know some person the other day was like i've been following you since myspace i was like whoa <laughs> that's amazing you created I know, such like, a loyal fan base people have like been on the journey with me and i'm like that's so cool like yeah thank you for like like believing in me like this whole time and supporting mm-hmm. me like even though like I don't, I don't really know you but that's so cool like yeah oh i love that 
Well, I really appreciate you taking the time with me. This was so fun and turned into like such a cool, deep moment that I really enjoyed. It's really Yay, awesome. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, thank you for hitting me up. I'm glad I got to be on this. So cool. Me too. And if you want, you can obviously think about it and I can cut this out if you'd like. But if you want um, and if you like want to promote a certain song, I'm happy to play a clip of it or something at the end uh, if you want. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Thank you. Yeah, that would yeah. be so fun. Let I mean, me, I'm obviously um, going to listen anyway, but you just tell me which one and I will put it in there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> let me think. Let me think on it. Have you heard any of it? I've heard one. I listened to one before. I, I can't remember the name of it, though. I'm the worst. Um, But I'll tell you. And, You're like me. I can never remember the names of things. I'm the I'm, actual worst yeah. at that. I'm like, it's that one that goes like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. No, I, I, even but with anyway. my own stuff, I'm like that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Same. I'm like, oh, God, names. But yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Of course. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. I'm so happy I got to talk to you, Minnie. And um, let me know if there's any updates or anything we can do to support you. But we will we'll keep the train going. You're doing all the right things. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> you so much. It was lovely talking to you. You too. Thank you for changing our lives and being Aww. Natalie. <laughs> But also Nothing. being you. <laughs> have a okay, well, beautiful have day. A Thank you. You too. Bye. Things you don't need